I have this one photo and I am sweating and it's like dark and I'm just looking like I ran for three days on the side of a road and I'm just the biggest mess. The baby's like some funky cut like white, you know, like it's not, it's like a flash went off. Welcome to the Mama I Hear You podcast, stories for moms by moms. I'm so happy you're here. I'm your host, Jamie Evans, and I have two boys, four and seven. This is a place where we can all connect and support each other by sharing our stories about all the things that come with motherhood in the early years. From the times that feel incredibly hard to the times that make you laugh out loud, no topic is off limits. So warm up your coffee again, and let's get started. Today's story is about Janie Strong and her experiences with home birth. Janie is the founder of Mommy Academy, an online space for moms. And as you'll soon find out, Janie is hilarious. At 28, Janie married her husband after dating for a couple of years, and they started trying to have a family right away. They were both the middle child with two other siblings, so they planned on having at least three. I actually thought we were going to have more um, until I actually had one. <laughs> and then I kind of was like, maybe we're not going to have four or five or, you know, <laughs> that first one can rock your world a little bit. So I was yeah. like, okay, maybe let's just take this one child at a time. One child at a time. <laughs> one child at a time. A couple of months after she was married, she found out she was pregnant, but she wanted to confirm multiple times. I definitely peed on a number of sticks. You know, <laughs> it's kind of like you don't really believe the first two, right? right? You're just like, okay, this is so fun. Let me just pee on some more sticks. I still actually yeah. have mine from both of my kids. Like in I my still drawer. have mine. It's like, are they yeah. going to disintegrate when I, one of these days? I don't know. Like... Yeah, I love it though. Sometimes I open the drawer and I like see it. Yes, it's in my underwear drawer. (laughs) (laughs) What is that's so funny? I don't know. Where we keep like really precious things, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) That like no one's ever gonna bother, you know, in that drawer. Hopefully, exactly. I could see my son's finding it someday and being, yeah, what? What is this? What is that? Was you? Is this a dried out (laughs) marker or something? Right. It was around Valentine's Day when she found out she was pregnant, so she decided to plan a special date and surprise her husband at a restaurant. So they're sitting at the restaurant, and I'm pretty sure I pulled out the stick at the restaurant. (laughs) How, you know, appetizing. I think I literally just whipped it out at the restaurant. (laughs) No, and I think I actually bought, like, a little pair of, like... (laughs) You know, like booties or some little, you know, newborn. I can't remember if it was like booties or like a onesie or something. I think I put the stick in there or something. And he like opened it. (laughs) Something like that. Did he know what the pregnancy stick was? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he did. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) Why? What is this? I think he knew because I think I had tried before and it didn't. You know, oh, gotcha. It, so okay. he kind of had 
some, a little bit of clue what it was. <laughs> I'm assuming he was like through the roof. Oh, he was so excited. Yeah, he was born to be a dad. He's just that kind of guy. He's a really hands-on um, dad, so. He was ready. He was excited. We were surprised, but also, you know, really excited and kind of ready, but not ready. <laughs> Janie herself was born at home, kind of by accident and kind of not. You always knew you wanted to have a home birth. Yeah. I just really believe in just, you know, the body's natural abilities to give birth. It's just something I've always believed. It's just always something I... I knew I was going to do. I was actually born at home in the 70s, and it was kind of on accident, but my mom actually wanted it too. So when I kind of came blazing in the middle of the night, it was like, well, I don't think we're going to make it. So I ended up being born at home. Yeah, like <laughs> my dad caught me. You know, the whole like story, story you hear about the dad catching the baby, like that really happened. You know, my parents always joked that my placenta was buried in the backyard. And I'm pretty sure it was. <laughs> yeah, like it was, you know, somewhere out there. So, you know, I think it was a little bit of a crazy experience, but it turned out really, really good. The only problem with Janie having a home birth herself was their home. They lived in an apartment with very thin walls. Like we could hear our neighbors at night kind of wall, you know, where you're like, I just, <laughs> I don't know if this is a good idea. So for my first birth, we went to a birth center. Okay. So you um, didn't have to like warn your neighbors beforehand. No, that's what I, I pictured myself screaming at the top of my lungs and my neighbors thinking someone was getting like murdered or something. Rushing over, <laughs> calling 911. Exactly. So I was like, let's just not have birth in this apartment complex. When Janie finally went into labor, they drove to a birthing center that was a long 30 minutes away from their house. So the way down there, this freeway that we were on, literally, I swear, there was so many potholes. Every pothole, I was laying in the back seat. In every pothole, my mom thought I was going to give birth. (laughs) She was just like, are you okay? You know, and I'm just like, oh, just get there. Felt like the longest trip ever. Janie, her mom, and her husband heroically navigated all the potholes and arrived at the birth center with Janie still pregnant. Think of a birth center as a cozy home away from home, but equipped with whatever a mom might need to give birth. Janie is in active labor at this point, moving back and forth between the tub and the bed for 10 hours. Her husband is beside her side the whole time. Although she didn't really want to talk to him, except for that one time when her husband and midwife crossed a line. So so how, how did your husband um, handle the birth of your firstborn? So he, he did pretty darn good. So, I mean, this is not something you know until you're actually in the situation and giving birth. But a lot of women, I think, get really vocal and are kind of, you know, yelling, demanding. 
So I actually went mute. I I could not be bothered with any questions. They were trying to help me. Do you want this? Do you right. want that? And I was just like, I cannot. Like, I cannot speak. <laughs> and that was really interesting. I don't know if I was just so focused or just so in pain that I was like, I c- cannot be bothered with you. So he was there and supportive, but I literally was like, don't talk to me. <laughs> as horrible as that sounds. We're like in your own Zen meditation. Book. Yeah, this is all like just my body. I had this kind of like rocking rowing motion and I just kind of in my zone. I just believe that there's another power, you know, that's it's not just me kind of like powering through. There is this divine design to bringing life into the world. And it just felt like a little bit of a surreal out-of-body experience <laughs> and painful. I was not speaking a whole lot. I do remember them being like, can we get you water? And I'm like, I can't. I can't. I just, you know. <laughs> Don't ask me these <laughs> tough questions. I know. I'm like, this is too much. Like, too much. <laughs> these are level 10. Like, tone it down. <laughs> exactly. Except for one time, the only time I got really vocal was when they tried to put me on a – so my midwife ha- had a birthing stool. I don't know if you know what that is. But I don't. It, it might as well have been like a torture device. It was basically – What is a birthing stool? So it's just kind of a stool you sit on um, and it gets you in just kind of like a forward-facing position. So you're leaning forward, but you're kneeling on a stool a little bit. Okay. I think it's just supposed to kind of help progress birth, get you in a good position. But for whatever reason – that was like torture for me. So they, they heard from me about about the birthing stool, the nerve of them. Like, that didn't go well. Janie gave the final push and her baby girl is born. It was this magical moment that wasn't quite captured in the one photo that was taken right after birth. Finally got her out. I mean, it's you know, it's there's nothing like meeting your first baby after birth. There's nothing, nothing like it. Um, and I wish I had, I don't know if you have this, but I always pictured kind of this amazing afterbirth <laughs> photo, right? Where you're like holding the baby and you see these on the internet. I don't know if they're real, but um, I have this one photo and I am sweating and it's like dark and I'm just looking like I ran for three days on the side of a road and I'm just the biggest <laughs> mess the baby is like a, some funky cut like white you know like it's not it's like a flash went off is that framed in your living room no I don't that's just kind of like put aside you know it's like buried in my phone somewhere the picture didn't represent you know how amazing yeah of a moment it was but I still am in awe of those women who post on Instagram just gave birth and you're like okay I did not look like that (laughs) I was such a wreck it was just not pretty but um it altered you know it was a beautiful experience regardless of you know kind of what it might have looked like I mean, you didn't have drugs. I didn't. 
If you knew the difference, I'm just saying, <laughs> you should have looked like you ran for seven days, like uphill the whole time. <laughs> with, like... So after running for three days or seven days on the side of the road, uphill, instead of staying at a hospital where you get to do cool things like get the paper menu and check multiple main courses because you're starving at that point. Her experience was pretty much the opposite. So this is a very interesting thing about home births or in a birth center, right? Yeah. So after we had our daughter, you know, they stitched me up and, you know, kind of rested for a little bit, but it was probably two hours, um, two hours after I gave birth. And then it's kind of like, are you ready to go home? And I was ready. You don't hang out or stay stay the night usually. It's kind of one of the perks to go home and be in your bed, but also hard because you have to actually get home, <laughs> get in the car and get home. So they packed us in the car with the baby, you know, had her in her car seat. She was somehow okay with it. I was thinking, oh my gosh, what if she, you know, you're always like, yeah. you're going to put her in that, that contraption, you know, it's such a weird... You're like not next to her. I was sitting in the front. Actually, my mom was sitting in the back with her. They were about to leave the birth center when their midwife suddenly stopped them. Um, but I remember we were getting ready to pull away and my midwife runs up to my window and I like roll it down. And it was kind of like this, oh, by the way, I forgot to tell you kind of thing. She goes, okay, so don't forget when you get home to show your daughter around your house and talk to her about where she is. And I'm like, okay. She said that to me and I'm like, so are you telling me to give my two hour old baby like a house tour, like when we get home? This was, sounded so ridiculous and so weird to me. I'm like, why, I can't even walk. I'm glad I got in the car, you know? And she's just kind of like, don't forget to do this. It was so nonchalant, like, oh, of course you would do that, right? And I remember thinking about that on the way home, like, what, what is she talking about? She got the house tour when we got home from my husband, because obviously I am like, just try to, I, it was a two story apartment. So I had to get oh, up no. the stairs. I'm like, just get me into the bed. Um, but I, I remember him that night walking around with her and just, just talking to her like she was a guest in our home with what real words. Say? He would just be like, this is our little guest bathroom. You know, we come in, just like whatever you would yeah. say, to showing someone around your house. Um, not talking to her like she's a baby, but like she's just a guest. The next morning, Jamie went into her daughter's room and saw this. My husband was sitting on like our, our glider with her. And he, and he was reading her a book. He had this really classic baby book that he was reading that we read, I can't tell you how many hundreds of times what over the, the years. Uh, Pat the Bunny. Oh, yeah. You know that one? And, and he, yeah. <laughs> and he would take her little hands so she could feel the rabbit fur. You know, she's not even a day old, right? And I remember thinking, what are you doing? Like, 
you're, are you like delirious? Are you okay? You know, like you're reading her a book, like she can't see. I would have never thought, okay, I'm going to read a book to my eight hour old baby, right? And then I had to remind myself, hey, she can hear these words. She's taking in these words. She's feeling his love. They can see, you know, like close to their face. And, you know, ultimately came to the realization that this little baby was an actual person, a person with ideas and preferences and so much intelligence that I never even thought of. Right. So that was that little aha moment that my midwife sprinkled on me as I as we drove away. <laughs> Fast forward a couple of years and their daughter is now two years old and they have their second baby. But this time, Janie gets to have her home birth at home. Obviously, the best part about home birth is when you're actually at your home and you don't have to like go anywhere. <laughs> For my second birth, my daughter went down for her nap at one o'clock. And then when she woke up at four, she had a baby brother. So that was, you know, kind of like, I'm glad you woke up. You know, here, look, look what you missed while you were sleeping (laughs) kind of thing. After their second was born, her husband completed their family with a puppy. My husband was definitely more on the side of like, I think two is great. We got a girl, we got a boy, like happy, healthy. Let's just, you know. We did good. (laughs) And uh, he actually even got us a puppy. It's kind of like, oh, look, it's our third baby. (laughs) (laughs) Did you really want a third? Yeah, I I was lining for a third. Gotcha. But I wasn't going to push it, push it, because I just was like, well, if you, you know, if your husband's like not on board, that's not good either. So... I I had wanted a third, but also understood, you know, where he was coming from. Did he ever say, I I don't (laughs) want to necessarily push for another baby right now, but now we have this puppy dog? I don't know if he ever officially said it, but I knew that's exactly what he was doing. Kind of like, (laughs) well, let's just round out our family with a sweet puppy and we'll be good, you know. I I don't know if he ever officially said, okay, here's your third baby, but... (laughs) I knew what what he was doing. But we wanted a dog, too. Oh, good. Yeah. I'm glad you wanted a dog. (laughs) Yes, we did want the dog. Yeah. You wanted a dog. (laughs) We did want the dog. First comes baby, then comes second baby, then comes dog, then comes... So my first two are two years apart, and then we kind of had a little surprise five years later uh, with my third so we got the puppy and then a couple years later we got the third baby (laughs) so that's the way it goes that's exciting yeah (laughs) it was good I think we were always destined to have three like I said even if my husband was like maybe two is good it didn't work (laughs) out that way (laughs) so with the third did you change up your game at all the third was a little more like Oh no, more like, get in here. It was a fun surprise, but it was a little more of a shock, I think. It wasn't like the planned restaurant date with the one feet. No, no, no. It was not, it was like, hey, so 
You know, <laughs> well, you know how you got a dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know how you got a dog, and we talked about two is amazing. Yeah, it was more just I just went up and said, "Hey, surprise, shock," you know, and he was like, "Oh my gosh, okay, here we go," you know. <laughs> Her third child was born at home as well. So for my second two births, I had at our home, which was special. <laughs> that is so special. Do you still live in the same house? I do and have the same Aww. bed. Janie got the third she had always pined for, a daughter and two sons. But in case you're wondering, their family is complete. No more dogs, no fish and limited house plans. So what would happen if you had a fourth? <laughs> Don't even say that. <laughs> I no, like we've both decided that we're we're complete. So You're complete. Yeah. So I think cuz we're gonna- both like on the same, you know, we're like pretty much like we're done. Yeah. So that hopefully is like that we're done. I think yes. yeah. And then are you done with the dogs? One dog. <laughs> yes. <laughs> our okay, dog, the dog is, doesn't need a sibling. Our dog is terrorizing us at the moment. So yeah, just one. Dog. Okay. Yes. Okay. He's, he's, you are totally We're just done. so we're just so complete. We're good. Yeah. Yes. Um, Fish or anything. No. We can barely I can barely keep houseplants alive. So we're just gonna do fake houseplants and you know, no more dogs. Thank you for listening to Janie's story. The purpose of the Mama I Hear You podcast is to support and encourage moms. So as a way to offer support, Janie is giving away her signature Mommy Academy e-course called Remarkable Infants to a few mamas as part of this podcast launch celebration giveaway. There are other cool prizes too, like $500 cash, and of course, a Pat the Bunnies book set. You can learn more about entering the giveaway by going to mamaihearyou.com. That's M-A-M-A-I-H-E-A-R-Y-O-U.com. A note to listeners, the podcast launch giveaway ends on August 4th, 2022 at 11.59 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Next up in this episode, I want to share with you a little bit about Mommy Academy and the Remarkable Infants course she's giving away, what it is, and how it came to be. Mommy Academy is an online space where mamas can gain knowledge, skills, and confidence for their baby's first year from trusted child development experts who are also moms. As Janie and her husband grew their family, it became second nature to them to interact with their newborns and children just like you would any person and not to think of them as just a baby. I think it's just really thinking about them as an intelligent person. Babies learn to talk, read, and communicate from the first days of life. And they are just collecting information 
from feeling things, from looking at things, hearing things. And the more you understand that every single little connection that they make, whether it's you putting their feet in the grass or talking to them while you're changing their diaper and telling them what you're doing, every single one of those connections is building their brain. And it's a mindset. And so, you know, when you feel silly talking to your baby about what they did that day and they're two months old, you don't feel so silly doing that anymore because you're like, hey, we're talking, we're having a conversation. And even though they're not talking back, what's happening is they understand so, so much more before they can actually talk back to you. Before Mame Academy, Janie started an Instagram account called Darling Readers to promote early reading. I have always been a little bit obsessed with children's books, baby books, board books. I started an Instagram account about basically children's books and baby books, and I was posting about that and just talking about reading to babies and early literacy. It's just something I am obsessed about um, just because I saw the effects of it in my own family. And I just felt like parents don't know what they don't know. And so I think a lot of people aren't reading to babies because they don't know that they should and they don't understand why they should. And one thing I always said on my early literacy account when I had that Instagram page is it's never too early or too late to start reading to your kid. People are always like, well, when should I start? And the time is now, whenever now is for you, whether that's two months or two years old. Like, it's never too early or too late. So you can always start. (laughs) She met a lot of parenting experts, and she decided to try out some of their strategies with her third baby. I met these other professionals that, you know, basically that worked in baby development in different, whether it was nutrition or speech or um, motor skills. I was having my third baby. And I'm like, you know what? It's never too late to do things a little bit differently. You know, it's never too late to maybe try a different way of feeding that I would never have known or tried before, or to try to build sleep habits. Um, and understand what baby's sleep is and what they need from me. I just wanted to learn. (laughs) With her first baby, which I can totally relate to, she relied on Google a lot to get help and answer questions about things like sleep. With my first, I just kind of struggled through. I didn't understand baby sleep. I didn't understand overtiredness. Like, oh my gosh, she didn't sleep all day. She's going to sleep great tonight, right? Like that's kind of not at all how it works. So with my first, I just literally, I struggled through some very exhausting, sleepless, (laughs) sleepless nights. And Googled questions about when to introduce solid foods. I was that person who tried to put the rice cereal in the bottle, right? That's like, okay, this is going to help my baby sleep longer. You know, all these things where they're like, oh, that's such a myth. I did that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it didn't work. (laughs) (laughs) I wish I would have known about baby led weaning. Like, I I didn't even know what that was. I didn't even know, like, you could give babies chunks of food. That would have scared me to death. 
someone tried to give my baby like a chunk of food, I would have just, what are you doing? You know, like it would have been really bad. (laughs) Eventually, Janie brought all of these parenting experts together who are also moms to create Mommy Academy. Here's why she did it. You know what? So much of mothering, of course, is like your intuition and your heart and your love. Like that's the major part of it. But how nice to have somebody who's an expert, who's also a mom, who's been there to be like, hey, what if you tried this? What about this simple little tweak that could make a big difference for you? Like that kind of stuff where you're like, oh, you don't have to struggle so much. You don't have to spend, you know, so much time on Google and you can get these little tips that you're like, oh, that would be so helpful, you know, and that's kind of what Mommy Academy is. We have tons of free resources for whether you want to learn, you know, how do I talk to my baby or how do I build healthy sleep habits, anything like that. We have lots of free resources. Remarkable Infants is the course Janie is giving away to three mamas. It's where she brings all of the strategies and experts together. It's a five-step, all-inclusive online training for new moms, focusing on the development of the whole child from birth through 12 months of age. It sets your baby up to thrive with up-to-date research, well-organized information, and practical easily implemented tips. As I joined arms with these other experts and I was like, I'm passionate about early literacy and reading to babies and they're experts in nutrition and speech. I thought, how cool would it be to all come together and kind of create this comprehensive little course that was everything you needed to know to really understand your baby and to little simple things that anybody could do to nurture their development in a really fun, simple way. And what I realized is that it's actually all connected. All development is connected. And so, yes, you can learn just about sleep or just about feeding, but all of this is connected together. Their cognition and their speech and their motor is absolutely connected to their sleep and their nutrition, right? So I was like, there, there needs to be this comprehensive little course that they could do that's simple and easy and just give them ideas of things that they can do to boost and nurture their baby's development. You can find Janie on Instagram at Mommy Academy. Or she also has a website and a blog at mommy, M-O-M-M-Y dash academy.com. That's where you can access all of her free resources or learn more about the Remarkable Infants course. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I need your help. To help this show get in front of more mama listeners who might benefit from these stories, please follow, rate, and review the podcast. Go to mamaihearyou.com on whatever device you use to listen to your podcasts and click on the button that says rate this show. That's M-A-M-A-I-H-E-A-R-Y-O-U.com. Also at mamaihearyou.com, There is one of my favorite things. You can record your answer to the fun question of the month, such as where do all the missing socks go? 
the answers will be pieced together in upcoming episodes with some of the best answers shared on Mama I Hear You's Instagram page and in the Facebook group. And finally, I would love to hear from you. At the website, you can leave me an audio message about the show or just motherhood in general, as well as fill out a short form if you'd like to share your own motherhood story on the show. Thank you again for listening and I look forward to connecting with you.